1: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
0: Today on Soap Central Live, it should come as no surprise to anyone listening that soap fans are full of opinions. Well, today we're opening up the phone lines to you, the soap fans, for the entire hour. We'll be discussing the Daytime Emmy pre-nominations, the One Life to Live General Hospital mashup, 25 Years of the Bold and the Beautiful, primetime soaps, and anything else soap-related that you'd like to talk about. So it's time for you to scoot on over to your phone and dial in to the toll-free hotline at 866-472-5788. Are you ready? Because today's show starts right now.
2: What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the
1: latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan.
0: Hey, Soap fans, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I just want to give you a note that if you hear me shuffling around over here, it's because this is the time of year when the sun is positioned just perfectly to shine right into my eyeballs. So if you hear me over here bobbing and weaving, you'll know what's going on. But we're not going to let any sort of solar event interfere with today's show because we've got one of those shows on tap that I really look forward to. It's a call-in show. It gives me the chance to open up the phone lines to talk to you, the soap fans, the folks who tune in not only to the soaps that we all know and love, but also to this show and to the SoapCentral.com website. As I said just a little bit ago, soap fans are never at a loss for words, and they seem to love to share their opinions, Or I guess we wouldn't have the show if you guys didn't. So I wanted to give everyone a chance to call in and talk about all the things that they love about their favorite soaps. And maybe we'll even chat about some of the things that drive you crazy. So what are some of the things that we're going to be talking about today? Well, this month, The Bold and the Beautiful celebrates 25 years on the air. If you're a B&B fan, what have been some of your favorite memories or your favorite storylines over the past 25 years? Days of Our Lives continues to bring back vets, and uh, recently they've also shown a same-sex kiss on air that has a lot of people talking. On General Hospital, there are some familiar faces from One Life to Live that have set up shop in Port Charles. How are fans feeling about the mash-up, crossover, or whatever it is you want to call it? And what about the deaths of Robin Scorpio and Star Manning's little girl, Hope? Meanwhile, over on The Young and the Restless, fans are buzzing about the possible departure of some of the show's stars. So there is a lot to talk about, and that's not even including primetime soaps, the release of more soaps on DVD, and the Daytime Emmy pre-nominations. It's going to be a packed show, so let me give you the call-in information just in case you didn't catch it. The number is 866-472-5788. It is a toll-free number, so you don't have to worry that you have to pay by the minute to talk to me. That's my nighttime job. And you can also keep up with the show on Twitter at Soap Central Live. You can post your comments and questions there. I'll be checking out what you have to say throughout the show. And we have some callers who are lined up already, so let's go right to our first caller, Emily, from New York. Emily, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you today?
3: I'm very good. Woke up with a little cold, but other than that, I'm very good.
0: Uh Uh-oh, is it? Do you think it's, uh, are you in a part up there in New York where the weather's been changing from warm to cold? Do you think that's what brought it on?
3: Yeah, maybe. That's where I am. One day it's 60, one day it's 40.
0: (laughs) I kind of like the days where it's 60s, not really too thrilled about the 40s. Yeah, me too. Well, let's get right into talking about some soap stuff. Let's, uh, first of all, what soaps of the four that are on the air, which ones are you watching right now?
3: Only General Hospital.
0: Okay. Uh I know from you having called into our one life or to our all my children show that you are an all my children fan. So what about one life to live? Did you watch one life to live as well?
3: I always kept up with it from uh, the magazines and commercials, but I didn't really watch because I work full time and I don't, could only give one hour to uh soap every day. So of course that would be all my children. So but I always kept up with it. Um, when all my children went off, I started to tape General Hospital, I mean, One Life to Live Every Day, so that I could support that show. Mm -hmm. And then when that was leaving, I didn't know what I would do, but then it turned out that some of the stars that I did like, like Roger Howarth and Michael Easton, were going to GH, so now I'm watching that. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, at first I was like, I don't know these people, I don't care, but now I'm sort of getting into it, so it's a little better.
0: Well, let me ask you, uh, first of all, is strictly the fact that the folks from One Life to Live were heading over to General Hospital, was that the only reason that you decided to tune into GH?
3: Yeah, I think so, because I, I think I was so sad that I might have just said, I'll, I'll live without it. You know, I'll, I'll just have another hour out of my day where I don't have to go and watch my soap. I think I would have just ended it.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because there are there are a lot of folks who have some thoughts about the One Life to Live characters showing up on General Hospital. Some folks love it. Obviously, those are a lot of the One Life to Live fans. But there are some General Hospital fans who are upset that they see other characters coming in and taking over airtime. So I have a feeling that we're going to be talking a lot about this this hour. But let me ask you this for folks who are out there who maybe still don't have a soap that they want to call their own. How difficult was it for you to get into General Hospital not knowing anything about it? How long did it take you to sort of know who these characters are and be able to figure out sort of what they're up to?
3: I'd say about a week and a half. I mean, I watched General Hospital years ago before I worked full-time, like when Luke and Laura were running around department stores. So I had the uh, history down, but I haven't watched it in all these years that I've been working full-time, and that's like 12 years. But like One Life to Live, I kept up with it with magazines and commercials. So, you know, I didn't watch, but it was always kind of in the background of my mind. So okay. I would say probably about a week and a half before I realized, okay, who's, who's kid? And yeah. And now it's <laughs> so, getting really good. I, I really like Maurice Bernard. He's wonderful. And of course, Anthony Geary, you can't go wrong with him. He'll always entertain you one way or the other. Were there any surprises
0: um, that, uh, anything that surprised you about General Hospital that, uh, maybe as an All My Children viewer that you were happy to see or, you know, uh, maybe f- something that you were expecting that you were pleasantly surprised that you enjoyed. Because this is, as I said, this is someone who is tuning into a soap that they didn't really know anything about. And I think that for folks out there who want to find another soap, you're sort of a a, a testimonial. You're our, our <laughs> endorsement to let people know, hey, you can still get involved in some of these soaps.
3: I was surprised and thrilled to find the same type of drama that All My Children had, and the same type of love, and um, the same kind of characters that you could root for.
0: Did you recognize uh, Maurice Bernard? Were you watching All My Children when he was on as Nico?
3: (laughs) Nico, absolutely. (laughs) So
0: that was before I started watching All My Children. Uh, Tell me a little bit about, is there a, a difference in... The characters, I don't think Nico was a mobster, so I'm sure that's one big difference. But what are some of the yeah, differences was, or similarities so that you
3: see? Yeah, he was a loving sweetheart, um, <laughs> the nicest guy in town who fell in love so and you know, put his whole heart into it. Definitely not a mobster
0: well let's a um, little bit of a couple other things what are some of the other things that you're uh, you're liking on general hospital we do have some other callers but like i said i think it's important for someone who's been able to get into another show and you said it took you about a week and a half which sounds like Didn't a that? long time but yeah. you know we have four soaps left that we have to support so That's i'm right. i'm just curious to to see all of that aspect of what You've enjoyed. What about General Hospital that you maybe don't like? Some of the things that you'd like to see the new head writer and executive producer change.
3: Well, there's some uh, characters in the hospital that I don't even know their names, and they're only on once in a while. But I feel like they're trying to start up a big secret about them. Now, just today, he was on and said that he killed someone, and I, I don't know. Th- I don't know who they are. I don't know their names, and I really don't need them. <laughs> I, I like um, the quarter mains, and I love that um, the, John Ing is back on, and uh-huh. uh, he plays Edward so wonderfully. And now that they lost Kimberly McCullough, yeah. they've just had the most an amazing drama from all walks of life in the, in the town of Port Charles. And that's what um, I think is, is a good story that's worth turning into. And I something mean, else got, for you got the peripheral characters like the Quartermans who loved her, and you have uh, her parents who are back that have to deal with this terrible pain, and all you know her husband, her child, yeah. and even though you hate to lose the good actress, it does make for good drama. So it's um, you know something you can forget your own troubles for an hour.
0: And and watch watch someone else's. (laughs) Well, one thing before I let you go, too, for folks out there who maybe are All My Children fans who are thinking about tuning into General Hospital, Robin Mattson is going to be returning as Heather Weber in uh, just a couple of weeks. And AMC fans may know her as the second Janet from Another Planet on All My Children. And Robin Mattson's also been... In bit appearances on As the World Turns, she played a, a madam there. She was a sugar, uh, someone locked up in jail on The Bold and the Beautiful. I think she played a prison <laughs> warden on Days of Our Lives. She's got a lot, of, a lot of evil energy that she's got to work out. So she'll be coming up on General Hospital soon. So I know I'm, I'm definitely look at, uh, looking forward to seeing her back on screen.
3: That's great. Uh, I mean, all these actors that work in daytime are so unsung. They work so hard. I'm sure they're up late into the night learning their lines for the next day. Sure. And it's sink or swim. You know, they have to go to work, they have to look great and they have to know their lines. And I don't think I could do it. And they have to make you laugh and make you cry and do it again the next day. And they live their characters. I mean there's there's if you say Robin Matson's gonna be on, I say, Wow, that's great You know? Because I know that she can cut it, and she's willing to look great and learn those lines and put it all on the line for the camera and live the part every single day.
0: Well, I want to thank you for putting it all on the line here for our little radio show. (laughs) Emily, thank you so much for calling in, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again in uh, a future show.
4: Thank you, Dan. Bye.
0: Bye. For those of you out there who want to call in before we take our next call, the number is 866-472-5788. Again, it is a toll-free number. But while we're waiting for you to call in, we're going to go to Tennessee to speak to Derek. Derek, welcome to Soap Central Live.
1: Thank you. How are you today? Well, I've been... Six throughout the week but I'm trying to get well
0: <laughs> you're the second caller who's who hasn't felt well we're two for two that's not a good thing so uh, let's try to make you feel a little bit better by talking about some of the soaps that you love what is going on in daytime that you're loving
1: Well I'm a big Y&R, B&B fan and I also look at days um, I can take you right now I'm a little Confused with YNR at the moment. There's just so many plots going on. Okay. Um, They got some characters that are deadbeats, and they really need to get rid of some of those characters. <laughs> Who do you want them to get rid of? Daisy for once. <laughs> I, I thought we'd gotten rid of got... her
0: once, but she keeps coming back.
1: Yeah, and I'd be trying to figure out what is Maria Bell thinking sometimes. <laughs> um, But... I just can't get used to the character. And the actress, to me, can't, can't pack worth being. So that's another reason why i have not taking a shine to her.
0: Well, let's focus on something, though, that you there's got to be something that keeps you tuning in. What's the big story or what's the big character that makes you want to tune in every day?
1: Well, the vets, number one, Victor, Nikki,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Catherine, um... Jill, I like the vets. I like what um, they're doing to the vets. I mean, they need to give them more storylines. But um, as long as they keep the vets on air, that makes me happy. Because, I mean, that's kind of represented Y&R, the past, and they keeping the past going with the um, vets being on the show and getting storylines, especially Victor Newman because you see his face every day on his soap. Well, let me ask you, I, I can't
0: remember what you would said when I asked you um, some of the soaps that you watch. Did you say that you do or do not watch The Bold and the Beautiful?
1: I do watch The Bold and the
0: Beautiful. We're celebrating 25 years of The Bold and the Beautiful coming up this month. Let's. Uh, since we don't often get a chance to talk about the show here on Soap Central Live, what are some of your favorite memories from 25 years of The Bold and the Beautiful?
1: Well, I would have to say... Um, Brooke, Ridge, and Taylor. It seems that storyline just goes and goes. I remember back in the 90s, those two always fight for Ridge. And then Stephanie has to come in and try and play matchmaker between Ridge and Taylor to get those two together. I actually did kind of enjoy that. And it seems like now that that's going focusing now on the daughters, um, Hope, Steffi and Liam now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it seems like um B and B is kinda trying to create the paths but uh, into the children now, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And I've kind of enjoyed that. I really have enjoyed that. And I just going, I just wanted to keep going with that. I mean, sometimes no. you can get tired of the storyline, and then another reason, you could just like, okay, let's continue with this and make it interesting.
0: Well, I'm hoping that it stays interesting, and I'm hoping that this next hour is going to be interesting because folks like you are going to keep calling in to talk to us about our favorite soaps. So, Derek, I want to thank you so much for calling in and taking part in today's show. Well, thank you. Absolutely. We have a full line here of callers waiting to get in. We're going to go to our next caller. We have Enrique from California. Welcome to SubCentral Live. Hello. Hello. I'm glad that you were able to bite the bullet and call into today's show.
5: Yeah, I decided to, yeah, call in. kind to give up the courage to call you.
0: Okay, so let me see. I I do a little research when I see on Twitter that people want to call in and be a part of the show. And one of the things that you wanted to talk about was the One Life to Live in General Hospital crossover, the mashup, whatever we're calling it. So let's hear what you have to say about it.
5: I absolutely love it, Um, especially Stark's introduction and the whole um, thing with Todd and Blair and how they're going to mix it up with with Sonny and Carly. Just awesome. And especially hearing that Roger's now on contract makes me really happy that maybe they'll probably ask Cassie to come in. So I'm very happy about that.
0: Well, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter and elsewhere that there are some General Hospital fans who don't like the fact that there are characters from One Life to Live who are coming on. Uh, What do you say to those folks to sort of maybe uh, ease their nerves that General Hospital isn't going to become uh, One Life to Live Hospital?
5: Well, uh, well, yeah, I know I see it on Twitter all the time, but, but just, well, the thing is, um, for the past 10 years, uh, like three characters, have been like dominating the whole canvas, and then now that we have more, new blood, it's kind of, well, I've seen One Life to Live, well, for a while, for, for many years, and I also love General Hospital, but for the past, like, several years, I've been tuning out of it, and being so committed to one life, and now to um, see these see them on GH, it's pretty cool.
0: Well, one thing uh, before I let you go, because I see that the the callers are coming up here, I have to ask yeah. you: we we lost two characters in the course of a couple of days. Robin died. Uh, Hope's uh, hope died. We had Cole dying. So it's actually three characters. Did we really need to have all that many people die all at once? Well,
5: well, actually, I don't think, yeah, no. Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> hope dying was a little too much. I think they feel like had her, like, had Todd and Blair take her back to Landview. instead of killing her off. That's pretty much kind of overkill.
0: All right, so uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying the One Life to Live in General Hospital crossovers. I'm glad that you were able to summon up the courage to call into today's show, and maybe uh, this will be the start of something we'll be able to talk to you often on the show. Yeah, I hope so, too. Great. Thanks so much for calling in, Enrique. All right. Bye. Bye. For those of you out there who want to be a part of the show, I'm going to give you the number again. It is 866-472-5788. We have Scott boogieing in from Massachusetts. Scott, welcome to Soap Central Live.
6: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. So what's on your mind? What's going to make you uh, call in to talk about anything and everything soaps? What are your soaps of choice?
6: Um, I watch all four of the current daytime soaps on right now. I'm very much, and then I watch some of the canceled ones, like Guiding Light, As the World Turns, and um, All My Children.
0: Okay, so let's. Uh, I guess we'll go alphabetically. Let's start with Alrighty, <laughs> The Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories of The Bold and the Beautiful? Because, as I said, it has its big 25th anniversary this month.
6: It does. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the recent storylines with, like, the Daisy and the Skid Row, and I definitely like Stephanie's cancer storyline, which I feel like they've gone an off on what that should be. I feel like they should still be talking about that a little bit more, but I definitely liked that because I feel like it gave, it gave Stephanie and Brooke the chance to really connect, like I okay. always knew they would.
0: All right. So, OK. I, one of the things that I have to say for folks who are following me earlier today on Twitter is I love anything Susan Flannery. Um, oh, without you know, a you, doubt. You can't go wrong with anything. I mean, she's one of those actors She could be on every soap and maybe she could have saved every soap
6: by appearing
0: on, yeah. on some of them. <laughs> uh i just i really enjoy watching her and of course longtime fans will know that she appeared on days of our lives as laura horton so let's move on logically to the next alphabetical mm-hmm. soap days of our lives uh you're a newer viewer to that so what are the things some of the things on on days right now that you're enjoying
6: i i watched a little bit for the reboot and it was really dark and i noticed that since the reboot i've been really enjoying it like it's i'm liking the whole well-coming-out story. I think that they're doing a fantastic job on that. It's really realistic. Um, and I like seeing the older characters that I really don't know a lot about come back onto the series to kind of get to know them. I really feel like they're really bringing back what soap operas are to what they were before the whole downfall. You know what I mean? It's No, I, I, really I, like, I do know what you mean. Yeah. And one like of the what things... One
0: of the things that I've noticed too when you talk about going back and doing some of the things uh, that they were doing, it's interesting to me from someone who gets to see emails from all of the soaps that are on. Uh, when All My Children did its coming out storyline with Bianca, uh, I received a lot of emails from folks who were really upset and said they would never watch All My Children ever again. Uh, I didn't know what would happen when we got around to Days of Our Lives. I mean, we went through this, uh, we had a storyline on As the World Turns with Luke yeah, Noah. Now, Days of Our Lives, where you're talking maybe 10 years after or so after the Bianca story on All My Children, and there are still mm-hmm. some folks who are upset and who don't want to see this storyline on the air. Does that surprise you that in 2012, um, we still have some folks who are saying that that's not the kind of storyline for daytime?
6: Yes and no. I feel like it's, we should be having it because I feel like soaps have grown with the times. You know, they've done abortion storylines and that was really not something that you would do on a soap opera and they had the, you know, they, they grew up with the times. With the times now, gay, gay characters are more central to television shows. And I noticed that it's with soap operas that they seem to have a problem with it. I don't see it happening too much on primetime. It seems to be the daytime audience that has sort of a little bit of a problem with people coming out of the closet. But I think that the more people embrace it, where it's happening more, where it's been on three or four soap operas now, it's, I think it's becoming more clear that it's, it's happening and that it's acceptable to have it on a soap opera.
0: Well, I don't, this isn't exactly the world's best transition and segue here, but since we talked a little bit about All My Children, uh, I understand from our chat on Twitter earlier that you do watch Ringer, which of course stars Sarah Michelle Gellar, who played the original Kendall on All My Children. What yeah, do you think of did. Ringer? Would you call that a primetime soap, or do you think it's not really soapy enough?
6: I would call it a primetime soap. I definitely would. I feel like it's what I feel like it's what a good, gritty soap opera should be. There's so many, I always want to tune in the next week. I find myself when the episode is over, I want to see, I want to see the next week. It's that, it's, it's really addictive. And I feel like it's not being given the chance to really be seen as that.
0: And that's what I was going to give you the, the chance yeah. to ask before I let you go, because I know that Ringer's ratings aren't necessarily the best. Um, what would you say to folks who maybe have heard of the show and haven't checked it out? What's your, what would be your big sell to get them to tune in?
6: I think it's it's great acting and it's really greatly written where you think some you know what's happening. You know how when we watch soap operas, we like thinking we know what's going to happen and then they throw us a totally different curveball and it's something different. That's what Ringer is. It is the soap opera of wanting that you think you know what's going to happen and all of a sudden there's a sudden turn in the storyline that changes where it's going to go. And that's what I like about it.
0: Well, Scott, I want to thank you for calling in. We uh, covered almost all of the soaps there. I see that some of the other callers that are uh, waiting in the queue want to talk about some of the soaps that you and I didn't get a chance to talk about. So that way maybe we'll, we'll spread the soap love around. So thank you so much yes, for calling into in today's show. You're
6: welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Bye, Scott. We
6: are going to
0: head back again to the phone lines. As I said, we have folks waiting. You can join the queue at 866-472-5788. We're going to take a call from John now. John, welcome to Soap Central Live.
7: Hey, Dan. How's it going?
0: I'm good. How are things in Michigan today?
7: Uh, Cold. (laughs) Very
0: cold. I I didn't get to ask Scott since the first couple of callers haven't felt well. John, do you feel okay today? You're in good health, correct?
7: Yes, I'm in good health. Thank you very much.
0: Great. We've broken the streak. So what would you like to talk about? We're talking about pretty much anything from the world of soaps. What's on your mind?
7: Well, um, the One Life to Live or the General Hospital uh, One Life to Live thing majorly because I've been on various boards and just Twitter hearing people back and forth. And to be honest, I've been watching soaps since like 1990 and General Hospital since then. And this is like the first Time in a long time that I can actually watch an entire episode of General Hospital about, you know, kind of wondering what I'm watching. It, it, the pacing is a lot better. The, there's a lot more characters on in one day instead of just like three or four people each day. And there's a lot more interaction. And it's the whole like one makes to list thing. The four people coming on always kind of, I find that funny because people will say, oh, we'll take them as new characters, but we don't want them as. They're land-view characters, but if they're brand-new characters, you still have to get to know them. You still I think have to then create backstory for them. I agree. You I may the not like thing, that either. One thing
0: that folks are forgetting, too, is that for the longest time uh, there towards the end, One Life to Live was ABC's highest-rated soap. And if we're at a time now where we're not sure if General Hospital is going to continue or not, at least one of the things that you could say would be a smart move is to try to bring in some of those people who've lost their soap to get them to watch General Hospital. Well,
7: that's, that's what I've been tell, trying to tell people. I'm like, because people, some people that are against it say, well, One Life to Live fans think that the One Life to Live characters are going to save the show. And I'm not saying that. I don't think these four characters are going to save General Hospital, but I think it'll be a combination of them and these returning people from the past. You know, like Heather Weber and Felicia and Anna and if the Scott and Bobby rumors turn out to be true. I mean, I know people will tune in just to see what that is. And if it's, if it's well written, people will stay. But with the one life list thing, it seems, people seem to think that like there was a flood in Landview and like all of Landview got flooded and everybody (laughs) that lived in Landview ended up in Port Charles. I want to know why
0: no folks from Pine Valley have found a way to get to Port Charles. So I, just like that too.
7: I was thinking, you know, David would be good because he had that thing with Anna and All My Children or even uh, I was watching an old All My Children online the other day. And I forgot that like Jackson was even interested in Anna for a while. So that would be sort of interesting. You know, I mean, why not? You know, they're established characters. They have fans. People would tune in. Hey, they're, they're I, I, to each characters,
0: so. I I know, uh, you know, and the thing that has been buzzed about today—it's uh, was first reported in TV Guide—is that there's uh, allegedly some chatter that maybe Katie Couric is pushing for General Hospital to be the show that is saved and will get rid of the revolution. Uh, what do you make of those rumors? Do you think this is just more
7: spin? Well, I've, you- I've heard I've heard that before. I've heard that I think a couple of days ago. I would love it. Because I think if we could get another, which would technically be by the time they would say, "Hey, you got a time slot," it would technically give GH another year and a half. You know what I mean? Until next September of 2013. So if we had that extra time, and the ratings continued to go and go, then ABC would be stupid to cancel it later. I'm not, you know, I'm not naive to think, okay, if it gets picked up, it's going to be picked up long term. I'm sure it'll only be picked up until they can figure something else out, but. The more the more time we have, the better we have of getting it to stay. And I just think Ron and Frank and whoever is working with them is just trying everything under the sun to get this to happen. Instead of being like, well, we're going to be off in September, so let's just wrap it up, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to even think about that. But, John, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to call into the show. It's been a while. I'm glad that you've uh, called back in.
7: No problem. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, John. We are going to stay on a general hospital vibe and take a call from Vivian. Vivian, welcome to Soap Central Live.
2: Hey, I'm on. Hi.
0: <laughs> How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. It's my first time calling.
0: Well, we are always happy to have first-time callers. We're very friendly here. At least I'd like to think that I am, and I understand that you want to talk a little bit about general hospital. So, what's on your mind?
2: Oh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, uh... I am loving GH right now. I cannot even contain myself. I'm loving it. I'm loving, I'm loving the One Left to Live crossover. I'm loving everything about it. Um my only little problem I have because I'm a Jason fanatic, I did not see my Jason all week. So that's the only problem. It's not a problem, but that's my only thing I'm missing right now is not seeing Jason and Sam on my screen. But other than that, I am loving GH. It is rocking. I know GH fans are kind of mad that they bring in all these one life to live characters, but honestly, I think that's the best thing that can happen for GH right now. Anything to keep GH on is good in my book. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I don't have a problem with that. Now. Oh.
7: Yes. I knew, there was,
0: I knew there was a pause. You, you paused. I knew something was coming up. Go ahead.
2: Give it to me. <laughs> No, um, the guy that that was just talking to you, he said something that I have been saying online and everywhere is David from all my children. David needs to come on as Sam's
0: father. As Sam's that father,
2: would be awesome.
0: So you want you don't want? Well, let me double check. You want the actor to come on as Sam's father, or do you want us to find out that David is actually? The character
2: in the actor. The actor that I play, I mean, because, uh, of Vincent is, is brilliant. So okay. I want him to come on as Sam's father and then, wow. uh, on, on considering his past with Anna, can you imagine it turned out that David is actually Sam's father and he and Anna was involved and then Alexis, I mean, the whole dynamic is just going to be crazy. it, it, it it's, it's, yeah, that, that's what I want.
0: I wish we could get John back on the line to see what he thinks of that. That's I'm loving it over here. Uh I think that that would be really thinking. interesting. I mean, that,
2: that is like brilliant. I mean, can you imagine the dynamics? I mean, is is David David Hayward knowing that Sam is his daughter and then Jason Sam being? With you. I mean, it's just whole lot of crazy. I mean, it it it. it, it mm. The
3: possibility
0: is just endless. <laughs> yeah. oh, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> while we're exploring some of that, do you, are there any other All My Children characters that you think could maybe mesh into General Hospital? And for folks out there who are General Hospital fans who think that we're trying to secretly take over your show with, uh, no, all of these other no, characters, we're really, not doing that. I,
2: I mean, the only other person I would like if Kendall and Zach could come on as the characters together. Mm, They'll never be cool with me because I love them. Um, But other than that, I I, I don't know. I really don't care much about, I I don't know. It it, doesn't matter to me one way or another, but I just want David to come on. I want David to come on from all my children. And then, oh, yeah, I have another concern. I know that John is coming on from One Left to Live. Please do not mess with Jason and Sam. Uh-oh. Any John coming between JC and Sam, that would be my only problem with one left to live coming over to GH.
0: Well, you're going to have to stay tuned. I can tell you that John and Sam are going to cross paths sooner rather than later, but you'll have to see exactly what happens when they meet. Uh, I think it's in uh, next week, I think, is when it, it plays out. So you'll have to stay tuned for that, Vivian.
2: Okay, I have one more. I have another question. Um, do you know if JJ is coming back, if Lucky is going to be coming back?
0: There have been uh rumors ever since Jonathan Jackson left that he may return, but a lot of that was sort of geared towards the fact that General Hospital was going to end and that, you know, maybe he would come back for uh the finale. A lot of people are, are no longer talking about the end. They're trying to be more optimistic. So I don't necessarily know. I, I mean, you saw that when he left in his interview, he was saying that he just needed a break, that everything I that know, he was
2: doing I know. every day. You know, we day. have different writers now, and I think they, I mean, because I know he's a brilliant, phenomenal actor, but I think sometimes they just overwhelmed him because of his talent. So, I, I mean, I, I, I could understand that, but I think now with the new writers, I don't think it's going to be as dark as it was.
0: So, they killed, killed off if, a baby, Vivian. <laughs> Vivian, they killed a baby. What do you mean it's not going to be dark? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know they did, but they, they they can make him and Liz get back together and the whole romance and everything. But, you know, I mean, it, it was, it, it was, it was, it was a good storyline and it, it was dark and I was heartbroken, but Jonathan Jackson is pretty good. I mean, he's, he's talented. What can I say? He knows how to bring it on. So. Well,
0: I want to thank you for bringing it on to the show today. I'm glad that you uh, were able to call and be a first-time caller, and hopefully we'll hear from you again in the future.
2: Okay, can I say one more thing, though? Please, please, <laughs> just one more thing? You, you have Karen, 10 on, seconds. On, on, young and Restless, what the heck okay. is going on with Sharon and Adam? Why do they put Sharon and Adam together? Can they just kill that relationship forever?
0: You know, that's one of those things that I, I keep looking at the Substantial.com message boards, and I look on Twitter, and there's no middle ground. People either love it or hate it, and the people who hate it, uh, even sometimes the people who love it, just don't really quite understand it. What I will tell you, though, outside of all of that, taking out the craziness, Sharon Case and Michael Muni are really kind of fun to watch together. It's just a shame that they have all the the crazy convoluted past between the two characters. Um, well, you know, I guess that's another one of those things. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some more YNR folks in the next couple of callers, and we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> Thanks, for calling Thank you so video. much for hearing me now. Oh, absolutely. Okay.
0: Bye. We have uh, David on the line who wants to talk a little bit about One Life to Live, General Hospitals crossover. David, welcome to Central Live.
8: Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me good?
0: I can, I can. What is on your mind? You want to talk about the One Life to Live uh, merger, crossover, whatever we're calling it with General Hospital?
8: Yeah, that's one thing I want to talk about. Uh, first first of, all, first of all, just let me say that um, I have a great history of One Life to Live and General Hospital. I want- G.H. starting as a kid back when I was like five years old in 69 and I started um, One Life in uh, 1977 shortly before they killed off Jack Jack and Zeman when she was playing Lam McLean before she came to G.H. as Bobby. And I guess what I want to say is that I love the One Life characters and the One Life actors. And for those of us who have watched One Life Live, I came back to One Life Live shortly before it was canceled merely because they brought Roger Howarth back as Todd. So I love seeing them, and I love that now they have a job on GH. But unfortunately, I think it's unfair to the GH viewers that didn't watch One Life to Live, and considering the fact that GH may possibly be canceled, it's even less fair to them. And I also think it's unfair that, you know, all these vets like Robin Mattson are being being um, brought back by Cartini, but they're not been given contracts. But Roger Howard now has a contract, and Kristen Alderson has a contract. So it kind of appears that, you know, he's kind of playing favorites with his former actors and he's kind of just like giving a little bit of lip service to the the gh actors from the past you know to bring people back but they won't be around long so to me that's a bit problematic
0: okay so let me play devil's advocate let's do two prongs of that let's say that general hospital doesn't go off the air in september and it somehow is able to stick around would that change your opinion of what's being done now
8: Only if some of the one, only if the some of the GH um, veterans got contracts, because um, as an aspiring writer myself, and as somebody with like forty about forty years of history of GH, I can think of so many stories. Like, as far as, let's say Robin Madsen, I could write, I'm, I'm writing a fan fiction where I actually write General Hospital myself now, and I have followers on Facebook, and I have at least a year story planned for her. So I think it's not really fair just to bring her back to prop up, I mean, I don't want to give a spoiler, but supposedly she's coming back to prop up the Jason Franco story, and she's probably going to, the rumors, the spoilers are say that she's gonna, she's gonna really, um, she's gonna say that, you know, Franco, is actually Jason's twin, and Susan Moore had two babies. So I don't know if that's true, but all I'm saying is that as far as for her and for Tristan Rogers and for Noah Hughes, and there's so many vets that could be brought back that could have really long-term story, and they would really bring back the the older viewers of GH like me, because I know all of GH history going back to, to the days when, you know, when John Bernardino played Steve Hardy, and and they were the main characters. So there's so many veterans from the past that could be brought back and given real story story i just want like cartini to balance it out you know i love roger howarth and i love Christian alderson kirsten alderson and you know i really like seeing them and i'm glad that they got a part on the show too because i was a former one life watcher but i think he needs to remember that this is general hospital and especially if the show is going off the air he needs to to mind the past of general hospital and not and not concentrate so much on the One Life to Live character. Even though the former viewers, we love it, and we'll bring, you know, new viewers in from One Life to Live, I believe, and that's a good thing, but he needs to balance it out and make sure that he walks the tight. He's going to be walking a, a, a great tightrope, and I'm on Facebook all the time, and there's so many people who love it, but then there's so many viewers that never watch One Life to Live that are very angry about it. So, like I said in so many posts on Facebook, he um, he runs the risk of alienating both fan bases if he doesn't do this um, well, And, you know, I don't envy his position.
0: So. Well, let me ask you, I said it would be a two-prong. That was uh, sort of a roundabout way to, to get to the answer of uh, when I asked if it didn't go off the air, how would you feel? So let's now, let's do the the, the dismal negative outlook. Let's just say that General Hospital is going off the air in September. Uh, okay. Since you seem to have uh, some issues with what's going on now with the short-term return of veterans and things like of that, what would you want to see play out? in the six months or so that we would have left if the show were to go off the air.
8: Okay. Okay. Thank you. That. Thanks for asking that. I would like, if the show does go off the air, I would like Todd and the Mannings to finally bring Sonny to justice because I think if Sonny's been in the mob for, like, nearly 20 years on GH now, and it's about time that he finally gets brought to justice, either redeem the character or write the character off. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Maurice Bernard, but I think he's done all he can do with this character and this storyline. So I would like to see, you know, Sonny finally brought to justice. I would like to see the Quartermains get back into the forefront of the show. I'd like to see Jason become Jason Quartermain again. I would like to see Michael go back to being Michael, who 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 should have been, which was Alan Quartermain Jr. the third, and not be, you know, Michael Corinthos, because that, because Sonny just basically stole that child from the Quartermain, and he has no business with Michael, in my opinion. And I would just like to see, I would like to see a lot of these people come back and just stay till the end, if the show is really going to end. People like, you know, Lynn Hearing as Lucy Coe, John Lindstrom as, Ke- as Kevin Collins, You know, Ken Schreiner or Scotty Baldwin. And if possible, if the YNR producers would allow, you know, us to borrow Jeannie Francis, I would love for her to come back and, you know, be reunited with Tony Gary. And that'd be a great send off for the show.
0: Doesn't sound like you've given this any thought.
8: <laughs> like I told you, I write a fan fiction where I'm actually writing the show from the standpoint now, and I'm using, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm using, I'm even using One Life to Live actors too, because in my version of the show, I use Erica Slezak, but she comes on not as Vicky from One Life to Live; she comes off as Lila Cordemine's sister, who comes back to to take her. Her, um, her portion of the court of main fortune. So I think there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of soap actors out there that, you know, are not being mined that can be used in other, in other, other shows and to play other characters and still bring on those former viewers. But to tie, but to me, it is you never want to lose the history of your own show. So everyone that comes to a, to, to a soap, you want to somehow tie them to the history and to the core characters of that show so the viewers, can eventually get to love them, and I think that's something you really need to do when you're writing a soap opera. And you know, Cartini is doing really good so far. They, they, you know, they got the show. They got, they got the show going faster. You know, they got a lot of controversy going. But unfortunately, a lot of the same stories are still being paid, played out. I mean, I fear that if GH does stay on the air, the mob story is going to go on for another ten years.
0: Well, you know, I mean. I, I, Unfortunately, the, I just wanna, I'm looking at the time. We've got a couple more callers that I wanna make sure that we get to. So, David, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate all of those really kind of amazing thoughts that you shared.
8: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. See guys, this is why I said I love to do these call-in shows, because there are so many ideas that are floating around out there from fans, fans who are the ones that have put in time into these shows, who've invested hours and hours and weeks and years and all that time to making sure that they, you know, these soaps stay on the air. That's why I like to do these shows, because you never know quite what someone's going to say, whether they're going to be happy, whether they're going to be angry, have some crazy ideas or some good ideas. Uh, we have time for probably one more caller. We're gonna to go to Canada and talk to Sarah. Sarah, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself?
4: I'm pretty good. Um, I okay. I just want to bring it bring up like two things really quick. Absolutely. Um, I haven't. I'm not watching anything in daytime right now because I was a big like All My Children fan, and I'm in Canada, and it's really hard. And I don't have cable right now, so it's like, really hard to try and keep keep up with soaps when you can't, you know, just turn on the TV and whatnot, um, but I am one person who would love to see David come to General Hospital, just because I think that would be fun, and anyone who died, you know, could come back. It's <laughs> That's David a good be there. point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that would be, like, neat. Um, And because you brought up Ringer earlier, I just kind of want to give a shout out to anyone who's watching Revenge. And anyone who isn't watching Revenge, who should be watching Revenge, because, like, it's a soap, it's a primetime soap, and it's really, really good.
0: <laughs> well, let's, since we don't often get a chance to talk about primetime soaps here on the show, would you mind if you can be, uh, what Scott, was it Scott earlier? Scott was the sort of the, the promo person for Ringer. Let's let you give your pitch. Tell folks what Revenge is and sort of maybe get them a little uh, a teaser of what they can expect, so they can check it out and make sure that the show comes back for another season.
4: Okay, so basically, *Revenge* is about this girl named um, Emily. Well, her, her real name is Amanda Clark. Her dad gets um, blamed for terrorism, like back in like the, the mid nineties and stuff like that. So Amanda comes back as Emily, comes back to the same house that she used to have as a kid to take down the family that lives next door who is the family who is to blame for her her dad going to prison and like dying in prison and, and the whole deal. So she comes back to get revenge on everyone. Um uh Emily is played by um Emily Van Camp. Uh Madeline Stowe plays like Victoria, who is like the queen bee, dragon lady villain the whole <laughs> okay. deal. Um it's a show with like awesome cliffhangers. But it'll also like, instead of like some shows, like they'll throw the twist in, you know, like the last 10 minutes of the show or something like that. This will do it in like the first 20 minutes or something sometimes. And you're like, wait, what time is it? What, how are they going to deal with this? And (laughs) yeah, it's a really good show. And so for the people who are like, you know, they're sad about all my children leaving and, you know, I am and, but like don't give up on everything that ABC's doing right now because they're still putting out good shows.
0: Okay. I, I I have uh checked it out here and there. I haven't been a regular viewer. I do like what I see. Um there's just right now it seems like there's so much stuff on television and prime time that I'm I'm not able to to fit all of my hours in. So I was thinking maybe this'll have to be one of those shows that I'm gonna catch up with online. Uh Maybe over the summer or as we get closer to the finale, I'll try to squeeze everything in there because it does have all of the soapy elements that, you know, that we all, we all love from watching daytime. It just does them maybe a little bit bigger because they have a bigger budget.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit bigger and everyone's beautiful and has beautiful clothes and gobs of money and that sort of stuff.
0: Well, you're talking about gobs of money. You also mentioned Ringer. Do you watch Ringer?
4: I, I tried watching some of it, but I sort of lost track of it and then tried to watch it again and had like no clue what was going on. That That's a show that you definitely have to pay attention to. So if it decides to get, if the CW decides to pick it out for a second season, I will probably catch up over the summer. Um, but Revenge, like my friends and I watch it as a group, like, like on Wednesdays. And yeah, like it's just something that we just really get into.
0: As a group together in the same place or as a group collectively As a, as in different a group
4: places? together in the same place with a big wow. TV.
0: Okay. So, you know, we, this may be one of the first shows that we've gotten through without talking about food in some sort of way. So I'm going to bring it back. What is the big snack food? What's the big gathering food up uh, in Canada when we're watching Revenge? What do we eat?
4: Um, probably like
0: nachos or something. Nachos would be good.
4: Yeah, because yeah. we, we watch it at my friend's cafe, so we can basically have whatever we want. But yeah, nachos seem to be the thing.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Okay, well, that's not fair. You're not just watching it here. I mean, I think everybody probably had the vision of we were going over to, you know, to your house this week to sit on the floor and the sofa to watch it. Now we're going to a cafe, and we're having nachos. No, no, no.
4: no my friend owns the cafe, so ah. it's just like the four of us. <laughs> it's great.
0: I would tell you to give a plug. You might end up with a whole crowd full of people there every Wednesday night to uh, <laughs> to watch We're trying
4: it. to have that happen.
0: <laughs> well, then give a plug. Tell everybody where, where this cafe is in case they're in Canada and want to come and take a peek.
4: Okay, so if you're in if you're in Canada and in Vancouver, you want to come to La Fontana at thirty seven oh one East Hastings Street at the corner of Boundary and Hastings. Um, so we watch Revenge on the Eastern feed. So we'll watch it at seven o'clock. Um, and yeah, that's
0: what we do. See, that sounds like fun. I know that uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, and we talked about Ringer, which just sort of indirectly with Sarah Michelle Geller having been on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know that a lot of folks did that with Buffy. They had Buffy night and, you know, would be the, they'd have the meal before or, or during or what have you. So that seems to be one of those lost. I don't want to say arts, but that's sort of one of those lost things that we, we've gotten where everybody is so busy that it doesn't seem like we gather together for those sort of events anymore like we used to. I know I miss them.
4: My, my friends and I at this cafe, we actually do that a lot, and we do it for a lot of shows. Like, we, um, like tonight, we're, gonna, we're doing a catch-up on game, game of Thrones because we're a bunch of sci-fi fans, too, and we're okay. watching um, Once Upon a Time tonight, too, like as a giant group. And so if you can get a group together and watch either daytime or, or a primetime show or something like that, like just do that more often because it's way more fun.
0: It is. That's why I said that's why I love to do these call-in shows because I love to get folks in who are just as passionate about all of these shows as I am. Uh, so, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for calling in and being one of the many soap fans who uh, want to share that love. Thank you. Talk to you soon. It's
4: nice to talk to you, too, by the way. I listen to your show. This is the first time I've ever called you.
0: Well, thank you. Hopefully it won't be the last time. I'm sure there'll be something no, that pops up in the couple of weeks. No, I'm sure I'll call again. Couple of weeks. Something. <laughs> Great. I'd like that.
4: Okay. Thanks, Dan.
0: Thanks. Bye. We are just about out of time for our call-in show. Um, let's see. I'd like to thank everybody who called into today's show. Uh, I believe we had Emily and Derek and Scott, John, Vivian, David, Sarah, it's not just the folks, though, who call into the show. It's everyone out there who listens, whether you're listening live or you're listening in the archives. Your support helps us keep the show on the air. It also helps us bring in some wonderful guests. I can tell you that uh, Nia Peoples will be dropping by in a couple of weeks. She's going to be talking a little bit about her time on The Young and the Restless and also a new project that she has that... Uh, was really something that resonated with me. If you remember when I started Soap Central Live, I said that I really wanted this to be a a positive experience, something that celebrates our love of daytime. And she's doing something now that is also helping to uh, bring that positive energy out in people rather than focusing on the negative on the Internet. I kind of like that a lot. For those of you out there who maybe missed today's show, uh, if you want to hear it again or if you'd like to check out some of the other episodes of Soap Central Live dating all the way back to our first show in January 2010, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. There you'll be able to access more than 110 episodes of the show. I think we're up to 115 with today's show. You can listen to the shows on demand anytime you'd like. You can download them. You can uh, put them in iTunes. It's all completely free of charge. So go over there and check out some of your favorite stars who've dropped by the show. You can listen to their interviews. And uh, I think that that's it for this week. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we didn't talk about. You know, we didn't really get to talk about the Daytime Emmy pre-nominations. We'll try to do that maybe next week. This is also the last weekend to vote for the Dankies, the SoapCentral.com awards. Head over to SoapCentral.com slash Dankies. It's D-A-N-K-I-E-S. To vote, you have until Sunday at midnight to get your votes in. Uh, so I'll say that, you know what, that's about a great way to end for this week's show. I hope that you'll join me again next week after all of the clocks have sprung forward. Remember to do that if you live in an area where you change your clocks and play with the time. So until then, join me next week for another edition of Soap Central Live.